आई वी एम This show is brought to you by IVM Podcast. At IVM we strive to get you the best podcast every week, week in and week out. This has been a great week on IVM. We're launching a new show on the 21st of May hosted by Veda. It's called Who's Your Mommy and it's all about motherhood. I think you guys are really really going to enjoy that. Also check out Cyrus says he had Tanvi Mehra this week as a guest. Tanvi basically is a yoga instructor and she makes Cyrus do yoga in the studio. That's quite fun. Also make sure you catch Simplified this week. Chuck Narayan and Shrika talk about how Facebook is targeting you. And well, given the news these days, I'm sure that's something that's of interest to everybody. On Pesa Vesa this week, Anupam talks to Kasta Belapurkar. He's the director of fund research at Morningstar and it's a really interesting episode that gets into the ins and outs of mutual funds. Please definitely do check that out. So guys, we also have a great new Hindi show called Pulia Bazi. This last Thursday we released an episode around the Indian Afghanistan relationship over the years and it's really really interesting. The show is hosted by Pranay and Saurabh both of whom are part of the Takshashila Institute and uh, I think that we're very glad to have them as part of the IVM family. And guys just as a reminder please follow us on social media as IVM podcast please do reach out we would love to hear from you. Also wherever you're listening to this podcast please see if you can give us a rating over there or if you can give us a review over there whether that's Apple Podcasts or whether that's Castbox or wherever you're listening to your podcast or the IVM app for that matter it's a really good app you should check it out. And now let me get you onto your show. You're listening to a special edition of Paisa Vaisa featuring Mr. Kostub Belapurkar, Director of Fund Research at Morningstar. In the first part of this series, Kostub talks to Anupam about his journey to Morningstar, the risks and returns you can expect from investments, allocations of assets and more. Folks, welcome to Paisa Vaisa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. I know a lot of you have this question which mutual fund is ideal for me and how do you choose the right mutual fund well in this special series we are going to look at investment advice i have with me someone who's from morningstar and morningstar is a firm that is into investment ratings if you go on to their website morningstar.in you will find a lot of ratings across products whether you're talking about debt mutual funds or equity mutual funds you will also find a lot of stuff about research you know if you're researching a stock and how do you exactly choose a good stock so this series is going to be on investment advice i have with me kostub belapurkar from morningstar kostub welcome to the show i want to start this segment with a brief introduction to yourself the work that you do at morningstar how you landed up here and you know what's what's really what's morningstar about over to you uh hi anupam and you know firstly thank you for having me over here thanks for being here so i think it's been an interesting journey for me as an individual uh, you know where i reached morningstar so mm-hmm. i'm a 4g kid okay. spent you know my childhood going all over you know my dad was in the indian navy so mostly the larger cities but yeah. spent some time moving around mm-hmm. i'm a chemical engineer by background mm-hmm. and then i went to an iim to sure. study and okay. that's where i got interested in finance and you know investing right spent 10 years with a large multinational bank okay. and then you know there was an opportunity where i was looking at products in you know investment products for high net worth individuals mm-hmm. researching funds and other investment products and that's when last few years uh, you know last two and a half years i've been with morningstar mm-hmm. uh heading up the uh, fund research desk uh, for them in india okay tell us a bit about morningstar because morningstar is huge in the us in india we just have a handful of sites that really crunch the data and the mutual fund industry in india is all of about 25 years old i remember that um, i believe the oldest private sector fund that we've got is one from templeton uh, the equity product uh, the blue chip and and the primer so our industry is 25 years old you know when the us you've got what hundreds of years of data on stock prices on bond yields on a very important thing so tell us about the stuff that morningstar does and what do you do out there 
Sure. Uh, so Manik Sal, like you said, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a global firm that has been in India for almost last nine years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are an independent, unbiased research company. Sure. So our whole ethos is about doing what's right for the investors. Investors first is, you know, is really our motto there. Mm-hmm. So we collect data on funds, stocks, insurance mm-hmm. funds, and, you know, the whole gamut of yeah. investing products that are there. Over that, you know, we... We can basically sell you data. Mm-hmm. We can we do a lot of research. Like I said, it's unbiased. So you know, if if you're an investor, you want to go to our website and yeah. think about our opinions on funds. Mm-hmm. We pull out something what's called the star ratings, which is a more backward-looking analysis of funds sure. based on how they've performed mm-hmm. uh, within a peer group. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, we have some platforms that support. Uh, institutional and uh, individual financial advisors okay. where they can go and help investors make the right decisions. Great. Let's get this down to our listeners, you know, because we've got listeners across the board. We've got uh, typically young people. We've got people who are in the middle of the career and even people who are retiring. Uh, we've had you know, we've, we've had questions even from, from listeners about how would they manage their parents' finances. So I want to start the show with specific advice for, you know, for people across each bracket. Let's say about someone who's 25, 26 years old, just starting his job. You know, then we'll move to someone who's 35 years old, married, has kids, and then someone who's probably nearing retiring. What, you know, what are the financial products across each of these brackets? What What's your advice to them? Sure. So let's, you know, for someone who's just recently gotten into a job and yes. you know, started making his own money, yes. the... You know, it's it's always interesting for them that, you know, do I save, do I spend? I mean, that's big that's always question. the big question. Yeah. And and I can tell you from personal experience, when I started working almost 13 years ago, mm-hmm. I wanted to buy <laughs> the fanciest of gadgets, the nicest of clothes, get for a salary. car. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's the temptation that's there. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but yeah. I think what we need to do somewhere is start financial planning from as early as possible. Yes. You know, if possible from day one itself. Mm-hmm. You need to think about, you know, what are your expenses which you can't do without and start earmarking a certain amount of money that you want to invest month on month okay why do i say that if you look at the numbers Mm -hmm. if you delay your investing by even as little as five years so Mm -hmm. you start working at 25 you don't save then you start only at 30 Mm -hmm. when you retire your corpus can be almost 25 30 percent in some cases even you know greater amount lower than you know had you started investing from day one that's like saying that if you were targeting a corpus about a crore you you, you might earn about 75 lakhs absolutely and 25 lakhs is a big amount to be absolutely for a shortfall just if you you know miss out on say five years from start exactly okay, go on yeah so you know that's the power of compounding so i think that's what i want to drill home to the young listeners that don't curb mm. your enthusiasm to go mm. and spend yeah. go out and have fun but make sure that every month you have that discipline that you save an x amount of money and yeah. you know it could be a percentage maybe 20 percent 30 percent but do that yeah. so i think that's the most important thing that you start with typically for you know young investors they don't have too many aspirations or goals in terms of long-term investing yeah. i mean that long-term thought's not there so i think mm-hmm. that's something you need to start thinking about even from day one mm-hmm. so obviously saving to it mm-hmm. but also start thinking that look I need to plan for the long term. Yeah. I know it might sound a little foolish, yeah. but you know the point that article if you start early, that's going to help you, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't need to have necessarily a goal that I'm going to retire at X, Y, Z date. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously not going to happen when yeah. you start working. But you could start with a bunch of short term and long term goals. Mm-hmm. So short term could be, you know, I want to buy a car. Yeah. I want to find a foreign vacation. Yeah. You know, maybe you want to study more. Nothing wrong uh, with that. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe plan for marriage, right? Yeah, yeah. So those are your short-term goals. Yeah. But also plan for long-term, sure. which is what I was saying. Yeah. Once you've kind of derived what your goals are, yeah, yeah. then you actually 
think about okay what are the investment products that i can use sure to achieve my goals mm-hmm. right so what would your goals help you derive there are a couple of things one is the expected risk and the return that you would want from your portfolio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to actually deliver those goals mm. so you know all of us so we could either go to a financial advisor or mm. if you you know have some time and the wherewithal you can actually do it yourself yes it's a simple excel thing put in you know your yeah, compounding yeah, yeah, yeah. rate put in inflation rate we'll you get to that that you know that's a separate discussion on its own sure, sure. okay sure. so basically look at what your goals are yeah think of what your risk return on your time horizon is mm-hmm. and that really decides the products or the types of investments you want to make let's take it into specific example okay so i'm i'm someone who's 25 i've started a job that gives me what say 50k a month mm-hmm. and i say uh you know and i'm saying 50000 you know after everything else is left uh, let's say that i've got 10000 rupees of savings left with me after taxes and all kinds of stuff I think the interesting part is that pf is removed from my salary by default i don't even see it going that's right do you think that we should somehow inculcate a behavior of say starting an sip and just assume it's like a pf okay do you, do you think that makes sense absolutely okay. and, and i think you've hit the nail on the head there yeah. uh, but the important thing so pf is more like a fixed return fixed sort yeah. of income asset yeah for a young investor yeah. uh, you already have that fixed income asset that's there yes it's very important for you to start thinking equities at this point of time okay so i would say a large proportion mm-hmm. of your money when you're young and you know you have a long way to go before mm-hmm. you actually use that money should go into equities right right and you right. can actually be a little aggressive even within the equity space and you know we'll probably we'll talk about that. that yeah of course uh, but equity should be the bulk of your allocations because that's your long term wealth creating asset okay okay you would want to use some fixed income money yeah Yeah, predominantly yeah. to meet short term goals yes so you know you want to buy a new phone next year yeah. you don't mind putting it into a you know short term instrument yeah, which will give yeah. you a decent return but yeah. uh, you know you can get the money out with no volatility sure and you can do the numbers on that um you know so what we're talking about the folks is that you need to just first of course first is you need to sit with a pen and paper or or an excel file and figure out uh what your savings like you know and you need to at least have some confidence in it don't say that this is how much you'll save in the first month just make it a rule make it a discipline you'll say you'll save at least 10000 bucks for the first year start with that goal start with that number and stick to it commit to it that's really what's important you know uh, the point that kosop is making on equities the fact that he's saying that you should give it a higher allocation is simply this that over the long term the more the longer you are invested in a product like equities okay and when i say equities i mean i'm i mean mutual funds uh, equity mutual funds of course if you are bold enough to invest in stocks on your own all the best to you with that But the longer you hold them, the lower the risk of making a loss. Kaushal, you want to touch upon that? Yeah. So I, th- I think you've touched upon a very, yeah. very important point. And investors tend to worry that you know I've looked never, I've never invested in equities. Mm-hmm. I've only seen the market go up and down. What do I do, right? Mm. So a couple of things. One is uh, if you don't have the knowledge or the time to look at stocks, mm-hmm. I think we have some excellent equity mutual funds and managers there yeah. who are doing a great job. You know, adding alpha to your investing. So that's one product that you know you should definitely look at it. Mm-hmm. And the other important point that you touch upon about you know the longer your time horizon, yes, your volatility or your probability of default or, or loss mm-hmm. reduces, and that's that's I think that's the crux of equity investing. Yeah. If you look at the way the Indian markets have been, we've seen some sharp drawdowns. Yes, you know, two thousand eight was a classic case in point where we've yes. seen a sharp fall, but. if you invested then and now, you know at, at you're staying today you've actually yeah, yeah. made a healthy return yes that's right that's right so in fact uh, data you yeah. know we did some number crunching and what we saw is that at any point if you just look at your broad indices mm-hmm. you know your sensex or your nifty mm-hmm. had you stayed invested for a period of about 10 years mm-hmm. 
on no single day would you have made a loss on no Your, single on day, no single day. wow okay that's fantastic so that's okay. so that's the proof of the pudding that you know long term yeah. works in equities yeah. and 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 just imagine if you're holding that product for 25 30 years you know you started the age of 25 you have a working life of what 30 40 years you're out at 65 and that's massive the kind of money that you can build on that just by just by a simple product like sip is really big so folks i hope you get that uh, any numbers to support this out there i'm saying that what does past data tell you okay um one what is the sensex returns over the last 15 20 years whatever is the number that you feel is right and on a median basis say an average mutual fund i'm not even going to go into large cap mid cap whatever it is whatever is the real comparison what are the returns what does the past tell us okay because neither you nor me can predict the future okay and i'm not even going to put my foot out there because i know how tough that is but i just want to compare the indicative returns for an equity mutual fund and a debt mutual fund okay So you know like we were saying past returns sure. if you look at a rolling 10 year return basis yeah. the average return for the broader benchmarks is in the range of about 12 to 13% okay and uh, fund managers have obviously added a lot of alpha over sure. the benchmarks yeah. anywhere between 200 basis points to 500 basis points depending mm-hmm. on the kind of fund mm-hmm. so you would on an average obviously this is past performance like you rightly said may or may not be repeated sure, we'll be seeing anything in excess of 12 to 15% through equity mutual funds uh, you know if you at least a 10 year horizon correct and i think that uh, folks you must be wondering that why am i even investing in equities you got to figure that out on your own for me what works is that i just want something that beats inflation Okay, I don't have any. Um, I would, I would want my portfolio to give me a return of twenty five percent per year, but honestly, you know that you might get in one year, maybe two years. But if you've got a holding period of ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty years, you might have a few good years, might have a few bad years. But over that entire long term, you want your portfolio to beat inflation, and if inflation is running at whatever five, seven, eight percent, depending on on where we are, and the markets give you twelve percent, even even the Sensex and Costco is talking about, uh, uh, you know, some of the best managed mutual funds. we give you much higher so that is the kind of returns that you could expect you don't even want to get into stuff like what does 15% compounded for 25 years look like it looks like a lot of money believe me cause so that's the good news on 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 equity funds debt funds tell sure. us about that so what are their returns like so debt funds obviously there are different types of funds but mm-hmm. traditionally if you look at money you know linked to interest rates yeah. could be anywhere between 6% to upwards is slightly high single you know sure. low single digits yeah. uh, double digits rather yeah. um so it depends on the kind of fund but the volatility of these funds is mm. is a lot lower which is which is really what you're going to use debt funds for yeah. you want short term parking of money mm-hmm. you can park it and we've seen these ads on television right mutual funds say so, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 what people think that you know once you've put your money you can't get it back yeah. but that's not true for yes, all funds that's right you have funds that you can just put it for a day yeah Uh, literally overnight absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, you can you know put in a fund that probably 3 months 6 yeah. months so there are varied amount of debt options that are available sure. suited to each investor's needs mm-hmm. so but yes i mean that's going to be your more conservative investing strategy sure uh, which would like we were discussing a lower proportion in a young investors portfolio great so i'm going to give you two examples for that listeners um let's say that you've had a fantastic year at your job and you've got a nice big chunky bonus okay i i think it's bonus time now isn't it probably yes, march it april or something <laughs> let's say you've got i don't know maybe 1 lakh or 2 lakhs of of bonus what do you do with that okay i i know you can spend it and buy the new iphone 10 or whatever it is <laughs> the, the, the the smarter thing to do is just go and pack it into a Mutual fund, right? One of the safest mutual funds, an overnight liquid mutual fund or something. 
why there okay why not in an fd you could park in an in an fd that's your choice really but an fd and a debt mutual funds you know they're both fundamentally different products you want to just put it there till you figure out what you want to do with that money okay i'm going to leave that on you uh, you could probably you know you say you put in one like right now and uh, so i believe that a ultra short term fund or a liquid fund would give me what 6 6 7% per six, year 6 yeah 6 yeah? half and now okay so that's at least better than a fixed deposit okay for a for say even a one month or a three month basis keep it there it also has liquidity remember that in a in a fixed deposit if you break the fixed deposit before it's due you lose out on a bit of interest rate okay that's so there you go so that's what a debt mutual fund is for the other thing that cost uh, spoke about was let's say you want to buy an iphone I don't know, ten, eleven, twelve, whatever it is, and let's say it costs fifty, sixty thousand bucks. You know, you could just set up an SIP into a debt fund, which assume that it gives you seven percent a year. So your your monthly installments could take care of ninety four rupees, and the extra six rupees would come from the interest. That that's just a rough rough example, and that's how you can buy your iPhone. Uh, Kosub, let's move on to the second stage of life. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm ten years into my job. I'm whatever thirty five, forty years old. how do i look at asset allocation how do i look at debt mutual funds or equity mutual funds what should my approach be sure so you know you've come into what really is now towards the peak of that accumulation phase yes. of of you know of your of your earning capacity yeah so what you want to do is you know you'd obviously be married settle down probably mm-hmm. have kids yes so the first thing you want to look at is kids education yeah you know how do you fund for that right mm-hmm. so i think your asset allocation clearly starts moving a little more towards the conservative asset classes yeah. because a you want to have visibility on funds which you would need maybe in the next 2 years 5 years depending That's on how right. old your kids are yes. so you would want to put that into more conservative funds like debt mutual funds yes and within that obviously you know we can discuss what other sure. suitable alternatives okay. uh your equity allocation will would have already grown in the last 10 years if you started investing at let's 25 let's look at both someone who's who's just woken up you know let's say that he spent 10 years throwing his money all over the world and now he says that you know okay i realize that i need to save let's look at both if someone who started early on that's great i think 10 years if you started at 25 35 your corpus should be seriously good that's right you shouldn't touch it right just let it grow anything on that absolutely yeah? okay. so and for someone who's just woken up from his sleep and says that okay tell me what i should do right now okay so he's got to be a little more aggressive than the first gentleman yeah. simply because obviously he needs to cater for a short term girls but at the same time he wants to make sure he's got a cushy retirement yes. at the end of the day that's right so he will have to really drill down to how much of his liquidity needs mm-hmm. and allocate just about that much okay to you know so that he meets those criteria and that's the right. yeah. rest needs to go into equities obviously okay he'll have to be really smart about you know getting in and staying invested to the sure, end sure sure so that's something he'll have to kind of really stick to that discipline okay but yes the debt would still remain an important, important component yeah. to meet his short term goals the thing is it's it's a it's a it would be a smart idea for him to look at aggressively increasing the amounts of sip every year since he started late do you, do you think that makes sense for him yes i think he'll have to he will have to squeeze every single penny of his <laughs> savings and invest yeah because And you know, even if he's starting late, I think the exercise he needs to conduct is that how much does he need for retirement? Mm-hmm. Work backwards. Mm-hmm. The number might shock you that I need to yeah, invest. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a tough you know? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to you have to bite the bullet because okay. you know if you don't do it now, yeah. it's going to be too late to course correct beyond that. Got it. Okay. And let's look at the final stage. Someone who's retiring at sixty-five, who's got a nice big corpus from his uh, from his uh, provident fund. Um, you know, I don't think the savings culture was that much when our parents were around at that point of time. There was mostly fixed income. That's right. So let's look at someone who's got a lot of FDs. 
okay lot of uh, nice big chunk from his provident fund and i don't think pension is really uh, something that that applies to everyone there might be a few people who do have pension because probably they worked in a psu bank or somewhere and some people who don't have pension so what would you say to someone who's 65 has a nice corpus okay where should he invest it because i think his primary goal would be what to have a regular monthly income what should, right. be, what should the approach be for them so i think for a person like this yeah. it's important a like you said a regular monthly income is paramount mm-hmm. so you need to figure out how much do you really need from a regular monthly income mm-hmm. and hopefully you have a sizable enough corpus that yes. will meet that yes. requirement because yeah. you know there's you either dip into your savings yes or the classical way of doing this that your savings lie as is yeah. and they generate enough return month on month that you would taken care of your your monthly expenses yeah. and if i were to put that in numbers that let's say that i have a crore sitting uh, as my corpus as my savings in provident fund or wherever it is 8% would give me what uh, 80 lakhs a year ரிட்டன் because what if, you know even a retired person can yeah, do is yeah. if he knows that he can meet his monthly income through say 80% of his portfolio in debt yeah he can actually use the remaining 20% as a little bit of a risk capital okay sure so yeah, it's yeah. not like equities needs to be completely shunned yeah, yeah. but it should be a marginal proportion yeah. depending on your requirements yeah. that you can actually use that for you know okay you've retired you mm-hmm. want to go see some new countries you, you can you? use that yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know that money could give you great returns over the next 3 years yeah. but you shouldn't worry about it okay. that's the point because your the remaining 80% is taking care of you know your your needs okay and obviously you build in buffers for hospitalization and other medical uh, you I know expenses i guess your pre your your mediclaim should probably take care that's of that right. so cause um here's the thing you know um the financial services uh, pro- the products in india are all of some 20 20 25 years old our parents have seen much more before that i remember there was this time uh, you know when my dad or my mom would uh, somebody in the family chooses to become an an lic agent the first thing they do is they come to our house and say keep policy le lo and you'd find that by the end of the year or you know you're just paying some premium for some policies here and there and it, so, someone who's 65 lands up with a lot of policies that he's paying for you know do you think it's a good idea for someone to sit with these guys and make a list of these policies figure out which one they really need okay and go ahead and liquidate those that don't do you think that's a good idea absolutely in fact i face the same problem with my father in law <laughs> where uh, he's collected i don't know how many yeah, insurance yeah. policies and yeah. clearly we need to sit down and you know drill yeah. down to what's really required hmm. i think from an insurance perspective term covers great okay uh, you need some of that yeah. but the rest of that can you know flow into traditional investing product yeah yeah so what cost of saying folks is that um, you know when you make a list with your dad your mom or whoever it is uh, you want to figure out which is a pure life insurance policy that's what a term cover is called versus a ulip okay the what's called the un- the what's it called unit linked insurance product okay yeah. stuff that has a mix of both investment and insurance i'm not going to get into you know uh, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but suffice to know that if you have a term insurance you just have pure life insurance and that's a good thing because you're not paying anything extra whereas if you want to do in- investment okay you would want to look at a mutual fund or stuff like that so just sit down make make that list and figure out which ones you need which one you don't because you know if you've got a ulip for even 10 20 years 
that would that corpus would be nice okay you maybe you don't want to let that remain where it is and take that out and probably put it in a mutual fund so sit with your parents or whoever the re- retired person and figure that out okay so you know uh, we've come to the end of our first segment kostup thanks a lot for that folks uh, in this episode we spoke about uh, specific advice for people who are just starting their career for people who are in the middle of the career and for retirees um and with a lot of asset allocation also in terms of uh, equity and debt and mutual funds and stuff like that so stay tuned for the second part where we're going to talk about mutual fund research okay we're going to talk specifically how to choose that fund you know that uh, that fund and that's really Morningstar's uh, strength on the ratings figure that out for us we're going to talk a lot about that stay tuned thank you for listening if you have any money related questions you can tweet to us at ivm podcasts or email us at paisavaisa at the rate indusvox.com No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision. There she stands. A podcast addict. Outside the bank, having traveled several miles to get in with other poor souls like her. The journey, though daunting for this youngling, will have some comfort. because she has downloaded her favorite podcast you can see more of her species on ivmpodcasts.com your one stop destination where you can check out the coolest indian podcasts happy listening